hello everybody. Dr. Chris Holland with my good friend Rick Snyder. Here we are for another Remnant Revealed, and we have a very special guest with us today. Our first guest. That's right. And uh, man, is it wonderful to have Dr. Mark T. Barkley in the house. Right here. On the microphone. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here, Rick. Love both you guys. Hallelujah. Thank you, yeah, sir. We're going to talk about some good stuff. I know we are. This <laughs> That's help right. a lot of people. Yes, That's we right. are. Yeah, we are. Yes, Praise we God. Are. Yes. Uh, our audience, uh, Dr. Barkley, as you know, is uh, primarily law enforcement officers and their family. I love we it. have a lot of other people that, uh, that watch and listen, and we're on Spotify and YouTube and Facebook. Beautiful. But, uh, uh, man, we know you've had some uh, wonderful opportunities in life as well as uh, been in ministry and preaching the gospel all over the world for yes. uh, over 40 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just thrilled to have you here. You. Not only have you lived a life in God, but you lived a life uh, in the military. And and mm. uh, and you're a great lover of law enforcement officers. I absolutely am. And their families. Yes, there sir. There you go. And uh, we pray in our church every single service. We pray every single day. During morning prayers at administration. And uh, we believe that uh, if the churches, if nobody but the churches got behind all law enforcement and their families, we're going to win. Yes, sir. We're going to win. And I I always like to say this. I Mm -hmm. believe this with all my heart. There's more people, by far more people that are for you and with you and praying for you and standing with you and would even go alongside of and fight with you yes, sir. than there are the few that are noisy and loud and, and against you. Amen. That's, that a, is, that's yes, the sir. truth. That, that is right. And it gets lost in the shuffle a lot of the times. Yeah. But absolutely sure. the truth, you know. And yeah, it uh, it's one of the things that we talk about is uh, getting folks to stand on that line uh, with us and behind us, right? Help gird up those law enforcement officers. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, keep them standing upon that line. Can can uh, can you tell us a little bit about your yourself? Maybe a good story or an experience. Uh, well, I'm. Us. I was born in Michigan, born poor, raised poor. My mommy raised. My dad died when I was young. Mom raised four boys, all demon driven. And um, <laughs> just I'm, right out the bat, you're just, just gonna say that right. Just off get the bat. that all right out just there up front. There. I went to Vietnam. At um, 18 years old, I was a Marine leader wow. there. 18. For uh, 21 months, I led Marines in, in the war. I came home and trained Marines out at Camp Pendleton, and I trained recruits for a while uh, there in San Diego. I really felt called um, out of the Marines, though I loved it. I, I, I'm a Marine at my heart. Mm. I love the Marine Corps. Yes, I sir. still do a lot with the Marines. Yes, sir. Actually, all military. I think military... And uh, I always say people in green and people in blue are the finest people on the planet because every day, them or their families putting everything on the line. Yes, sir. And I know that from being a man in green. I've never been in law enforcement. Yes, sir. But I sure have pastored a lot of them, Mm. you know. Yes, uh, sir. And I have a very high respect. And uh, I don't know. I survived the war zone. Thank God for that. Amen. And uh, now I get to do what I do now, and that's... uh, preach the gospel they say that foxhole conversions don't take Hmm. but i'm one of them (laughs) i met jesus christ himself in a war zone 
and I nineteen seventy two and a half. And I've never wow. turned back. Oh, never turned back. Seventy two and a half. And that's one of the things that we talk about a lot of times <clears throat> when we speak to the public from a law enforcement perspective and uh, share that a lot, right? The common saying that there's no yes. atheists in foxholes, and a lot yeah. of people think that you're being either facetious or offensive and saying, well, you know, an, an atheist can't go and fight for their country. Oh, no, plenty do. Oh, yes. But uh, like I always say, when you're in the mire and the muck and there's nobody yeah. else to call out to, you will yeah. call out that's to right. the uh, one yeah. that's <laughs> above all names. That's right. Well, you know, help. We're, we were talking uh, earlier today and you made a statement about um, that everyone that you ever helped or when their life was fading right. from them, which we have experienced as well. Sure. Uh, whether it's mm-hmm. in a car accident or whether it's in a suicide attempt or whether it's uh, someone shot in the line of duty or whatever. Right. Or an accident of some type. Uh, that There are two people uh, or two names they normally call out uh, for. Yeah. I've never, um, well, all the people I saw hurt, um, destroyed, killed, watch them die, held them while they died. I don't know of a man who didn't call out for his mom. That's right. They always call for yeah, their mama. For their mama, yeah. And, uh, or tell my mama. Right. Or please go find my mama and hug her for me and tell her I did my best, something like that. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. And uh, I've never, ever, ever been with somebody who cursed God or there is no God. They yeah. always cried yeah. out to God. Yeah. And in, mm-hmm. the, in the Marines, we always said, you're only an atheist in your head, mm. not in your heart. Yeah. The you minute, the Otherwise, first you wouldn't be doing you. this. That's correct. Right? <laughs> That's, That's right. correct. That's yeah. what I remind people of, right? Yeah. You're following a model that yeah. really outside right of that, on. it makes no sense that you'd be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right? So then it was God, country, and core. Is that correct? God first. God first. Country second. Country and second. then the core. And then the core. Mm. Yeah. Always in that. Always. Always. Yeah. So... Which is one of the reasons why I also love law enforcement. Because law enforcement, we're, they're not a bunch of sloppy guys carrying a gun, hoping to, you know, ch- change something. They're well-trained. They're well-disciplined. Yes, sir. They're tight. They're, they're like, they remind me a little bit of the Marines because we're our own community. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we understand each other. And I notice that, though I've never been law enforcement, but just being around them a lot and yes, pastoring them, I notice how tight that you guys are yeah. and that you're a community, you stick together, you got each other's back. And uh, men like me, we have a very, very high appreciation for that. And, I recognize it. And also hold each other accountable. Yes. Right. Part of it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Which is what he spent the rest of his life trying to get preachers to do. There you go. Which I'm doing trying now. To, which he's still doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and right. Uh, trying to help preachers get the same heart and mindset. Okay, now I got to tell you my favorite cop story. Okay. Can I do that for <laughs> a minute? Yeah, yeah, do it. I won't say his name. I think I have permission to, but I haven't asked him in a while. Yeah. But he's a dear friend now. But mm-hmm. he was one of my disciples, went to our church. Yeah. And uh, he brought his family, and he's a Michigan State uh, trooper. Hmm. He's a boss now, but then he was on the road, you know. Right. And uh, I was teaching on how to be led by the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is not just for some Pentecostal, charismatic, let's have church and clap and wave our hands. The Holy Spirit's God, and he's good for you every day. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So I'm teaching how to be led by the Spirit and listen to God. And so 
this trooper is on the highway and uh, they're looking for this big drug guy that's been just just trucking drugs out of the, the the Detroit Channel into Flint and up into northern Michigan. So the boss, you know, however, it goes over the radio like they do. And so he's driving along and he and he says, you know, my pastor said this doesn't just work at church. <laughs> but no one ever at the police academy told me how to pray and find a bad guy. There you go. But he's by himself, so he says, yeah. but nobody knows I'm doing this but me. So I said, all right, Lord, show me where this bad guy is. I want to catch this bad guy. So he's driving along, and he says, the trooper says, I felt like the Lord said to me, take the next exit, hmm. go down about two miles, and there's an old abandoned farmhouse. And that's where the bad guy is. So he goes, well, it's only two miles off the road. I mean, I'm not telling anybody. So, what right. I, so if it turns out to be that's goofy, right. nobody yeah. knows nobody but me. Knows. Yeah. So he said, I go in there, and I can tell there's some, like, candles, lights flickering in the house. So I drive, I put my car down the road a ways, and I walk in. It's wintertime, dead of winter. And I go in this, this old abandoned barn. Nothing's in there. But the porch light's on, on the barn. So I'm thinking, well, I'm coming around, and I came around, and I, st and I stopped because the door opened. But now I'm right under the light mm -hmm. of the barn. And he said, here comes this guy out that we're looking for. And he's, and he's got a big old dog with him. <laughs> and, and, I, and, you know, in his mind, he's saying, man, do, do I shoot him? Do I shoot the dog? Do I not shoot at all? I mean, I'm under the light. Right. I'm by myself. Backup's yeah. not here yet. And so... I said, why didn't you call back up? He goes, Pastor, <laughs> you wanted me to call in and say, the Holy Spirit told me to go to an abandoned barn. Please send back up right away. I said, no, I get it. Yeah. The guy came out with a dog, walked right up towards him, never saw him, hmm. turned in the barn, grabbed two great big grocery, um, big black garbage bags one ended up to be filled with drugs hmm. the other ended up to be filled with cash money <laughs> so he comes out with him and my trooper friend yells at him you know uh to stop him and the guy takes off running this is wintertime michigan right <laughs> he takes off running but he can't hold the bags up <laughs> so as it hits the <laughs> frozen ground pretty soon the bottom of the bag comes up That's right. and drugs are all over the street and money's flying everywhere and he, and he arrested him and uh i i really i had a high respect for this trooper because when it all came down and the press came and the others came you know back up right then his, his supervisor came and he was bold enough to say you know it's going to sound silly to a lot of you but how long have we been hunting for this guy and my pastor taught me Come that on. I can be led by the Spirit, even as a trooper. Yes, sir. As goofy as that sounds. And I believe with all my heart, the Holy Spirit led me to this abandoned barn. There you go. And helped me make this bus. Amen. Now, I didn't verify this, but the trooper did tell me this. At the time, which was just a few years ago, was the largest drug bust in Michigan State Police history. Wow. When wow. they made that bus. <clears throat> Wow. Yeah. That's so huge. I said, see, you can be a good trooper and still have God on your side and That's in right. your life. Because it's not just for having church. That is That's right. right. It's, not it's just the practical application, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, like we tell officers all the time, when you feel that hair on the back of your neck stand up, 
that's the Holy Spirit speaking yeah. to you, yeah. right? Yes. yes. Listen to that. Pay yes. attention Listen to yeah. that, right? That's and, right. Uh, when you when you hear you you should call for backup. Don't, that is right. Don't be ridiculous and ignore right. that voice that right. your bravado would say. No, I'm going in alone. Uh, no, no, because you're right, Chris. Because God is so smart, He would not tell uh, law enforcement, military, or really any of us to do anything beyond what we've been properly trained to do. Yes, sir. Cops are not you know, some flip shot little training program. That's exactly. Uh, it's right. severe. It's accurate. It's proven. It works time and 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 time again. So even though you may be led by God and he helps you on the job, which he wants to yes, sir. keep you alive, help you bust evil. Uh, we, he wouldn't ever tell us to do something that would be against that basic training. That's right. Yes, mm, sir. That's right. That's yep. good stuff right there. And that actually comes back to our Bible as believers, because a lot of times people who say God told me or God said, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not in the written word, uh, you can look at them and go, mm, no, darling, God didn't tell you that. Because well, uh, he confirms his word and his word confirms what he tells you. So all he's the, not going to speak to you out of your training, just like what you're saying. That's right. And all yeah. the more reason, you know, we talk about this podcast, Remnant Revealed, and we say it's a biblical perspective on policing. And, you know, uh, we're now almost daily having conversations with officers about this topic. They're coming to us and saying, hey, I saw the that's podcast. Right. I hear what you guys are talking about. And what we're able to remind them of is this really is an instruction manual, right? It's their general orders. Yes. It's their SOPs. That's right. And you can get in here and you can find direction, not just for your life, but for your career. Right. Um, And uh, God wants you to be successful. He's he's, uh, called you into this this profession, this calling to stand the line between good and evil. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a blessing. So on, on my bass boat, which you know I love bass fish, and, and I have a bass boat. On my bass boat, I have two very powerful depth finders, but they're also GPS map programmed to show you where to keep your boat in position on this map, like we're talking about, your Bible, uh, going through the academy, um, to keep you from getting shipwrecked to keep you from hitting humps that are in the lake. Right. If you were on the ocean or on, you know dealing out in the ocean, it would be the shore or reefs uh, to keep you from uh, shipwrecking your life. And a lot of times uh, people uh, take off in life, they start their career, they're doing great, they're moving along pretty good, but they veer mm. off of those GPS coordinates, mm-hmm. which I'm sure being out in the field during the Vietnam War era and teaching training recruits, uh, you had to teach them how to read maps, right? Navigate. To, 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 sure. to navigate, to go out in the in the bush on, uh, on sure. uh, search and destroy missions, whatever. Uh, and you had to be able to coordinate the points that you were given by whoever your, uh, your, your officer was over you or whatever your orders were for that particular mission. Um, you wrote a great book. I love this book. It's not a very lengthy book. It's about 36 pages or so. Sure. Man, is it packed full of how to avoid shipwreck. Yeah. Very well done. Uh, Rick's read it. I've read it. Yeah. 
course, we know you wrote it, so we know you read it. Right. <laughs> so, and it's been out for some years, but man, Pastor, this is a very, very powerful book on how to not shipwreck your life, how to avoid right. shipwreck. Right. That's right. And uh, and we have, you know, we've got officers and families, and sometimes marriages uh, in law enforcement get shipwrecked, or an officer's career gets shipwrecked, or. Um, there are issues that arise uh, in your career as you move forward. Sometimes officers get shipwrecked because they've gone through a very severe altercation. Sure. Uh, and um, so we just wanted to maybe have you share with us a little bit about how uh, all of us can avoid shipwreck in these days, especially in these days. Oh, yeah, right? especially. I mean, yeah. You can speak to that. You you deal with that every day. You're still on the department. Um, I mean, you can speak to what is going on, but uh, just really love to hear what what you would share, uh, and then okay. we'll then we'll tell people how to get this book right. at the end of the okay. program. But. Um, I think the the very basis of life, and everybody kind of knows this. So I'm thinking right now. There are law enforcement and other people who may not be quote unquote God fearing, or maybe they're not born again Christians, mm -hmm. or maybe they're of another religion or no religion at all. Right. Mm -hmm. It'd be easy to write off some of the stuff we're saying, like, oh, that's that Christian stuff. And that's right. But the bottom, bottom line is this there are two there are two beings on this planet. One is God, the Almighty, and one is Satan, evil. And all you got to do is live. You don't have to even read a religious book. <laughs> That's a fact. And you know that to be a fact. I know that to be a fact. That's right. Yes. Any so of us do. That's we correct. experience it. That's right. Just look around. <laughs> but right. I always say, okay, wait a minute. You don't think that people, you know, we sometimes say saint and sinners. Saints, not really, but churchgoers. Right. And then sinners are people that just don't know God or don't go to church. So mm -hmm. we kind of say saint or sinner. Isn't it something that sinners for decades, all of my life, have made movies about good and evil. The bad guy and the good guy. Yes, sir. That's the, right. The That's cowboy, exactly Marshall, right. and the outlaw. Some of the worst producers, I mean, exactly. unholy living. Yes. And what about... They get it. How about they the do. how about the gremlin movies? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Those were sinners yeah. that were looking in the supernatural. Yes, sir. Right? That's all about demons. Yes, how they sir. know about demons. That's right. If they're mm -hmm. not Christians and they don't know the Bible and they don't know God. Yeah. Or how about the exorcist movies? Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do those people know That's right. to cast demons out and exorcise them mm -hmm. away from humans? So, And I can go on and on and on with the, with the list of evidence. Mm -hmm. Every person that hears us in blue at any level of law enforcement they know there's difference. they know there's evil yes sir they're out there dealing with evil you can feel sometimes evil that is right you can feel evil before you see someone who's evil. yes sir so what i tell everybody and i believe we're dead on right this bible was not for having church it was for living every day Thank there you. you go amen prayer is not just for being religious it's for staying alive every day <laughs> that's right it's talking to the almighty right. god and so when i wrote the book for example how to avoid shipwreck it's because i have seen so many good people just ruin their life they ruin their own life yes mm -hmm. sir it, it, i can't stand self-destruction yeah i actually can't stand destruction 
you but know, when you're seeing them do it. Yeah. Right. Now, there's there's a lot of verses on this and to boil it right down to everyday, just common life. Yes, sir. Right. The wages of sin is death. There you go. But everybody wants to make that on Judgment Day in heaven. If you believe in God, right. and if you believe in Judgment Day, and if you believe in heaven, and if you don't, you don't pay attention to it. Right. But you know, every anybody that ever came out of a police class, especially in the academy, you know there are things that we preachers call sin that you call crime. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And, and they're, they're very similar. Yes, right. sir. So. The wages of sin is death. So I tell everybody, you want to shipwreck your marriage? Sin against your wife. For an example. Now, she might keep you. That's right. But your act of sin, adultery, fornication, misbehavior. You can see it manifest. Yes. (laughs) And so you're no longer the the prince on the white horse, Bubba. That's right. Even if she keeps you. Mm -hmm. Why? Your act of sin ruined that image in her heart. That's right. Sin against your boss. See what happens. Well, you, eventually you'll get fired. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sin deep enough and bad enough, it's a crime. But nonetheless, even if you're not prosecuted, um, you're, that boss is going to mark you. You're fired. Now, what happens when the next boss wants to know why you... <laughs> Mr. Good, mm-hmm. my, my, my. why if you're so good and your your resume is so polished, then why did your last boss not keep you? So now you've marked you your sin has literally killed your future opportunities. Wow. That's whether you believe in God or not. That's correct. That's yeah, my point. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that. And, that's, and right. that's the thing with with officers that I think all officers come to that realization of is you're operating in this realm all the time. Officers know it better than most. Military soldiers know yeah. it better than yeah, most that's right. because you're literally on the front lines that and on that line that separates good from evil. So you see both sides manifest themselves. Yes. And again, again, reminding officers, soldiers, it makes absolutely no logical sense why we do what we do. No, right? Human nature. Wait, wait. Can I add yeah. and get paid the little bit you get paid? Yes. And get the little bit of public support that you get. Right. You got to be called. That's right. There's That's exactly something right. in yes, you sir. probably from birth. That's right. That God gifted you. That's it. To be a uh, citizen official protector. That's, as he said many times, and, uh, and I've said, if you're called, then who's the one that called you? Yeah. Who does the call? I mean, calling? every good... Every mm-hmm. great career, yes. co- every cop, I, all I know is I had this sense of calling. Right. Uh, I just really felt like this is what I should do. I just really felt called to what, and we've said, well, if you're called, mm-hmm. who then does the calling? who's doing the calling? Who's doing the calling? Well that's said, the great. That's the great question that I see most officers, <clears throat> including myself, is at some point in time, whether you're a believer or not, you're going to come up against that question in your life, in your career. Uh, just like you'll also find that you can't do this job in your own stead. Try as you might, and as much as you want to believe that you can save the world, and it's already been done, Yeah, uh, yeah. that uh, you're not going to be the savior to everybody. Yeah. It'll give you about a year, year and a half. That's right. And that, and that definitely goes So when you hit that side. disillusionment and yeah. it drives you to your knees, that's where our officers, yeah. again, back into yeah. no atheists in the foxholes, you're going to cry yeah. out, yeah. rightfully so, 
And uh, the thing that we keep trying to do is just keep pointing them back to where the answer comes from. But, you know, again, boil this down to real life. God is real life. Christianity is real life. The Bible is the instruction manual for life. Yes, sir. But I I don't think I'm so much different than anybody else. I hate pain. I hate, I've suffered a lot of pain, Yes, but I hate pain. Mm -hmm. One time as a kid, grandma said, don't touch the hot stove. I did anyways. It wasn't just the, the pain. It was the sound of the sizzle Mm -hmm. that I've, I've never done it again. (laughs) Uh, I worked my way to college as a carpenter. And one time I had this big old framing handle. They oh, call it a man. waffle head. Yes. And I hit my thumb and oh, took like. Oh, my Lord. And I thought, man, I will never do that again. So when I think of this, I think about why would any guy smart enough? You can't be dumb. You, you can't be <clears throat> dim and be a cop. That's a fact. You got to know law. You got to know procedure. You got you to gotta, you gotta be bright. More than the people who... Uh spend their whole career more than the lawyers more that than is the correct judges, no that's correct the people who created the law so why would a guy or or a lady yep. in blue will say why would they keep hitting the same thumb with the same hammer oh great point and just keep causing <laughs> pain in your marriage pain in your pain marriage in your pain in your marriage yep. pain in your marriage mm-hmm. pain in your or whatever we're talking about yes, and, sir. and when there's a way to avoid that that's what i believe is the heart of what you two are doing. Mm. How can we get our officers out of pain? Because it's pressured enough just being on the job. Yes, sir. Let alone self-destructing and keep doing the same repetitive things in your thinking, in your private life, right? Right. That just keeps causing the same level of pain. When you when that's avoidable, that's the part of Christianity yeah. and Christian leadership that a lot of people don't get, whether you're in law enforcement or any other career. That's right. There is a way to live on this planet without constantly drawing your own blood. Mm. Now, now one time, uh, back to the boat analogy for just a second, because the point you're making are you, has why are two, we going fishing has again two now? Side, well, it, it's, it brings up two sides. Can't help myself. <laughs> okay. brings up two parts. Okay. That Now, the, the the depth finders I have on the boat can only tell me what I've passed over or what's behind me. Already. It cannot. Now, today they've got that new 360 that can tell you what's out in front of you. I don't have one of those yet. Hmm. But, but for the most part, you can only, you have to trust your GPS, which tells you somebody right. else right. has been there. And they know what's there, and you should pay attention to what they said because I have to go over it in order to know that it's there. So one time, I'm on the lake. I'm looking at – I fish this lake a lot. Uh, It's Douglas Lake, Tennessee, right outside of Gatlinburg. Mm. And uh, and I've – there's this particular little cove I go up in. Uh, I'm there earlier in the year. They've dropped the lake low. Uh, I usually cross this point, and there's a big rock pile on this point. I know this already. I know the rock pile's there. I know exactly where it's at because of the GPS and the map I have showing me. And out beside of this little pile, it says rocks. Pretty clear. 
pretty clear. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going over this point where the lake is lower than I'm used to. And all of a sudden I hear, and my motor shuts off. No. Now, I'll make that noise again if y'all want me to. Cause that's I kind of like to hear it again. <laughs> In police work, we call that a clue. A clue. A clue. A I, clue. Was, I had another name, but it belongs <laughs> to the <laughs> mental health department. Yeah, that's right. It's stupid. <laughs> I didn't trust, and the map program was telling me, flashing a warning, low. Yeah. That, that, that I was going into shallow water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I know this lake. I know. I, I've been on this lake. I've fished this lake for years now. I know this lake. Don't flash. So I ignored the warning signs. The GPS. Mm-hmm. I ignored the warning signs, and it almost cost me the lower unit on my boat, which is about a $4,000 repair. Thankfully, my motor had an automatic shutoff if the prop ever gets bound and I was idling. I wasn't running at full speed. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, I did. Is that, is that officers uh, or family members or wives or husbands or partners, we ignore the warning signs. Why would anybody right. with such intelligence, right. and I'm I'm pretty... I'm pretty maps smart, fishing smart, GPS Just, smart. Why would you ignore that? Because you'd been down that lake before and you were counting on that instead of what you're being told. Yes, sir. You know what? There, there's a key point involved in that, and I got it from reading your book, and uh, I, I wrote it down too. Where, And I think it's important for officers to hear this. So it's one thing many officers will believe that, hey, either – I've uh, I've never had a strong faith life. Maybe uh, I I don't know God. Maybe I don't believe that, right? And they mm-hmm. think because of that, I can never, in, in the way you write about it, I can never have honor. I'm always in this life of dishonor. Right. And then a lot of times people think the opposite too, that if you are this born-again Christian, that you are a church-going member and you're an officer and you're doing all these things, that, hey, you can never lose that mm-hmm. honor. And when... You read in your book, you write about, nothing could be further from the truth. And it's a strong warning flag that you can lose the honor. But what I took from it is the great hope and promise that's in there. That's right. That a lot of officers need to hear is you're not predestined. You're not predetermined to be good or bad. That's right. You have the opportunity with God's help. That's right, yep. To, totally to, right. To move into a life of yeah. honor. Just like you said, you started off a heathen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even in faithful yep. service to your country. Yeah. But something happened. Sure right? did. That clicked for you and you found a way yeah. to step into a life of honor. Hey, and I quit hurting myself. <laughs> Self-inflicted <laughs> wounds. The pain. Yeah. I quit breaking everything. Oh, my. I, I thought I was so smart. I found out God's a whole lot smarter than Mark. And honestly... Amen. I know, I know people who really don't like Christianity mock us a lot, you know. Sure. But, uh, you know, it, it, my whole life changed. It's not fake. It's not churchy. It's not religion. I'm Amen. a whole different guy. And I quit hurting myself, and things started working for me. And my life was peaceful. My marriage was better. I yes, felt sir. better. And I'll tell you something else that a lot of guys won't admit. Uh, but the demons that used to talk to in my head, yes, sir, mm. quit talking in my head, 
when I ask the Lord to come live in me. They don't want to live in you if God does. Talk a little more about that because there's more officers that struggle with that than anyone wants to admit. Yeah, because the whole there's two realms I started to say. There's the realm of evil. Right. Everybody knows that. People in blue know that more than anybody. Yes, sir. And then there's the there's the good. Yes, right? sir. So there's angels in the good realm. That's declared people have seen them. They, yeah. They've made uh, great artists have painted pictures of angels they've seen. Plenty of movies made about them. That's correct. And <laughs> demons. Yes. They've painted demons. Yep. They've talked to demons. They've had demons manifest. Those demons, they want us down. They want us hurt, depressed. Uh, they want us suppressed, think nothing of ourselves, drag our feet along every day. I'll never amount to anything. There's something wrong with me. And then honestly, if they talk to you and you learn to listen, they, they, then you might have a good heart, but you got a demonized driven head. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. They'll that's teach gonna you. Hurt. Yeah. They, they'll teach you. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, that, which brings me to this as well. One time I got this mission. I didn't want it. I got pulled offline, that's called, in the core. And my boss is on the carrier, the attack carrier. And he said our casualty rate on our uh, fire bases, which is a marine term for outposts, you know, a little, yes, little post out in the jungle or something. Our fire bases, the casualty rate's too high and the wounded rate is too high. So, hi, so, hey, hey, Gunny, how about go out there and let's find out what's going on? This is, we can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want that mission. I got other stuff to do, but I, you, you obey. Right. So I jump a couple choppers and out we go. And when I got to that first fire base, now these are professional Marines, combat, worn and torn and proven. Yes, sir. All right. They're, they're out there constantly. Before, before that chopper ever landed, I could see the problem. Hmm. So when it landed, I asked for the LT, the lieutenant. Mm-hmm. I said, where's the LT? He come out. I said, sir, whose helmet is this? And is that not an M16 rifle stacked right there? Whose is that? There's not a human around it. Mama. And this guy over here, hey, corporal, lace up your boots. You're in a combat zone. <laughs> and it... And, I kept saying, do you guys like have a special deal with the enemy hmm. mm. that you can live like sloppy, totally contrary my, to my, your my. training, totally contrary to what you've seen every day in combat? And, and what do you call them first and say, you can attack now. I'm ready. <laughs> right. But if you bring that over into your environment, that's right. Then we're going to have people hurt. That's right. Because just like your boat illustration, you're, you were you knew that lake, you knew the depth of that water. Yes, sir. You just weren't even looking like maybe something will be different this yeah, time. Too much. So don't tell me, I'm not a cop, so forgive me, but don't tell me that you don't put your stuff on every day and, and saddle up every day and gear up every day and weapon up every day and go out every day and don't take some of that for granted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and when you're no longer, I, I would think when you're a rookie, just like when you're a young Marine, you are going over everything in your head, everything, dress, speech. Oh, my God, the boss is riding with me today or something, you know. <clears throat> but I would think after you're at it a while, you get a little salty, you get a little seasoned. And that's when you could really drop the ball and hurt yourself. That's, that's right. right. I'm a preacher. Let me get my licks in here. That's- 
what better time would there be to have a holy God in your life mm. that says, pay Amen. attention to this. Speaks up. Yeah. Pick this up. You left this in the car. No, you wait for backup. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You. That's and, right. And he will. He Amen. will do that. And I'm telling you, every seasoned officer can relate to that because we, right. we know that happens, right? And, right. and to your point, yeah. what, right. what an awesome opportunity. Again, like you wrote about, there is an opportunity. We all have it. Uh, to be able to hear from the the creator of the cosmos in your yes. life on a daily basis, yes. but also be able to speak with him as well. Yes. Seek him for counsel. Yes. Ask him for help. We always yes. say, call for backup. That's right. Right? Yep. And that's not just your fellow officers, oh, good, but uh, call for backup of the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy to, Spirit. Good and evil exist whether you believe it exists or not. <laughs> that's right. Amen. So for people to say, I'm not buying all that, and there's just life. No, there's not just life. Put a badge on and find out. There you go. Oh, yeah. There's not just life. There's good and there's evil. Even for a civilian, go on a ride along Mm -hmm. and see things you've never seen in your life. Totally agree. Well, and to your point, gravity exists whether you believe it or not. And it can be demonstrated time and time again, time right? Time and time again. And uh, one of the things well said. we talked about leading up to this, the, the prior podcast was, we've said it multiple times, evil always follows the path of least resistance. That's correct. So what I really appreciate that you're talking about is if you intentionally compromise uh, your resistance, right, through right. faith, through right. the, the natural, uh, through... Uh, preparation, all those other things, right. uh, you're literally going to have hell to pay. And, uh, and you know, Pastor made the point, too, that, you know, it's not like the evil one says, oh, look at Rick. He uh, shortchanged today and took some shortcuts, and I'm really not going to pick on him today uh, because he's not really ready for me, right? right. That's right. when right. the evil one moves in That's so right. strongly. And, again, how you get shipwrecked. Well, you know, I like Deuteronomy 25 is a great military level verse Hmm. and when you read the bible the bible is one of the best war books on the planet it talks more about armor weaponry your enemy that's right what to do about it so spies all all those coppers that haven't haven't dared to open this yet right that's what we always say you're missing out on some of the greatest so in deuteronomy it says as they were coming out of egypt god's children an enemy called Amalek mm. met them in the way That's out right. of bondage. Yep. And he struck those who were the weakest and those who were feeble, but yep. mostly the, the straggler. The yep. The straggler. Mostly the straggler. Hmm. The the one that, that just didn't keep up. Now I can apply that in a hundred oh, ways yeah. right now. Yeah. I had that on my mind because Satan it don't matter if you believe in him or not. There's people here in us that don't believe in him. They don't think he exists. They think it's a Halloween thing. But I wonder where they think well, all this uh, evil, murder, rape, child molestation, drugs, right. I mean, torture, war. Where do they think this is coming from? So last year, we, 16 of the major cities in the United States set all-time historic record levels for homicide. Correct. People are seeing it in their communities, non-fatal shootings, stabbings, aggravated assaults, overdoses through the roof. In in the Midwest region, in our major city, we had over 800 overdose deaths last year, in one year, in in one city. 
Um, and that's what we always say. Where, where do you think that's coming from? Thank you. Right. Yeah. And, and it's even our yeah. officers that say, and we remind yeah. people all the time, because we love our neighbor, that's why we're going out and intervening. Even if that means arresting somebody, putting them in jail. When, when an officer sees through a biblical lens that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, that you don't take that personally, but you recognize that spirit of evil, that demonic spirit on, on this individual, and you're intervening to help them, that's what changes the whole ball game. Sure. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The whole dynamics. But yeah. don't you see that across the country, really in a lot of ways, that there is an intentional effort to destabilize that, to take that out of the equation, to get sure. everybody off the path of what we're talking about? And honestly, every step of life, not just the one you're, the one you live in, yeah. it's everywhere. everywhere. Anybody can relate to that. That's correct. That yeah. is right. The reason I wrote the book, How to Avoid Shipwreck, is because as a, as a young Marine leader, I saw men destroying and hurting their own lives, and it bugged me that it was stoppable. There, yeah. It didn't have to happen they could stop it themselves, right? Then when I became a pastor, oh my! and I started seeing families, kids, people, parents, like, like either self-destructing, or I, I kept telling them, this, this is correctable, this is stoppable, yeah, you don't need right. to ha let this ruin your family. So people started asking me, well, what do I do? And that's when I started that's when saying- That's writing the book. And I made it very small and very easy reading with very few points. Mm. These are the following things you can do to anchor your soul. Your soul's your inner man, whether you're a Christian yeah. or not. Yeah. Right? That's right. Everybody has a soul. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, and so that's, that's your inner man, we call it. And if you can anchor that, you will be a stable person. Until you anchor your inner man, you will be unstable. You'll try. Yep. You'll try, you'll do your training, you do your discipline. You, there are guys, they're faithful. They go to the gym three, four, five times a week. Their, their bodies prove it, but their soul is weak. Mm. They quit wow. easy. They're hurt easy yeah. inside. Mm. So I wrote that book of how to anchor your soul and be able to be stable inside. Mm. Then all this stuff outside has very little effect on you if you're not in emotional un unstable inside. So, yeah, so chapter three is on anchoring the soul. Then chapter four is on prayer as an anchor of the soul or yes. to the soul. Yes. Yes. And then chapter yes. five is God's word. Uh, and then chapter six, God's money. And then chapter seven is uh, staying consistent with all of the previous chapters, <laughs> which is, you know, if you don't do things consistently, which you have to in order right. to stay disciplined, which is the word right. disciple. Right. That's where that word comes from. That's right. Is being disciplined. I got I don't know how much time we got, but I gotta <clears throat> tell you one more story. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, please do. This is another Michigan State trooper because they may be among the wildest people I know outside <laughs> of the Marine Corps. <laughs> no offense to anybody else. No, we get it. So I get this call and it's from a trooper that that I'm his mentor and pastor. So he says, Pastor I, uh, I'm, I'm in hot pursuit. Uh, this woman has gone crazy. She stabbed her husband. She has her little girl, like six, seven years old in the house, and she's yelling and screaming that she's going to stab the kid. 
So I'm, I'm just a couple of miles from there. And he, and so I can tell that, you know, sirens are blasting right. and he's talking to me on the phone. I said, all right, well, just, you know, I'm not a cop, but you know, did you call for backup? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what to do. I've been doing this a long time. So he pulls up, I can hear him, you know, this car skidding, the door opens and he goes, I don't have a backup yet. So he said, uh, do I wait? I mean, this, you know, this one of those, they got a knife, somebody's dying or dead, little right. girls in the house. Exigent circumstance. Thank you. So the paramedics pull up. So he asked the one kid in the, in the truck, uh, were you raised on the farm? Yes. You know how to use a gun? Yes. Follow me. <laughs> but here's a part that I think is Follow so, yeah, yeah, I think this part is so tremendous. He goes in the house. The guy's laying, he thinks he's dead, and he was, or he died. Okay. The little girl's weeping in the corner. The lady's hissing at him hmm. and has a knife in attack mode. Hissing at him. Yeah. And starting to come across the room, not running. <clears throat> and he said, all I could think of, Pastor, is that many times you said, bind that evil spirit. You have authority. You're a Christian. Come on. You don't just have a badge because you're a trooper. Come on. That's one way. That's one level of authority. Right. But you're but you're supernatural. You're not the average guy. That's right. You know God. You've been well taught. Bind that stinking demon. Mm. So he said it was the weirdest thing. He told me later, <laughs> I'm going to tell my boss, but I don't want to. So Come he on. said, I just yelled out loud, you foul spirit of murder. I command you to stop right now. And he said, no joke, Pastor. The lady froze hmm. and just stared at me. I said, what'd you do? He goes, I don't know. I just stood there like, oh, my God, what do I do now? <laughs> and he said, the lady turned the knife around. Then he thought he was, she was going to stab herself. So he started forward, and she dropped the knife, hmm. ran over to him and fell on her knees and said, please help me. I'm so tormented. See? These voices wow. are driving me. Listen to that. So in the end, I mean, who knows how that would have yeah, went. That's right. Right? Yeah. But I, I'm always back to, hey, I like what you said. Praying is just talking to God. Yes, and, and why would you go on a job <laughs> where there's so much danger and death and decay and, and destruction? Yeah. And why would you go on that job and then get called to a life-threatening event, whether it's for you or whoever you're going to protect, and not talk to God, to God. Yep. and not want God on your side. Amen. Right. Why Amen. would you? And any officer can relate to that. See, I always say this. Yeah. I think people in the public think, well, that sounds like a, that sounds like some crazy story, right? right. But every officer listening, whether they believe or not, right. they relate exactly to that. Why? Because they see it. Yeah. You see evil manifests, manifest itself really almost on a daily on a basis. Daily basis. Mm -hmm. And you see things like that happen that are unexplainable any other way. And, uh, you know, uh, this guy, you know, he's famous in our law enforcement circles. The first time I ever heard him pray with officers, he closed the prayer by saying, Cuff them and stuff them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And all, amen. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Chris. Yeah. And so yeah. all the officers that heard that, they're like, uh, that's our guy right that's there. Our guy. But the point is, right, is while that's cool, really you have the ability to command that in the same 
spiritual realm, That's right. which is exactly what this guy did. Yeah. Cuffed him and stuffed him yep. in yep. the name of in Jesus name, yeah. never with his to, authority. Yeah, never had to pull the weapon. Yeah. That's exactly right. right? I yeah. mean, she basically fell and surrendered. Yeah. And when you understand authority, authority is natural and authority is supernatural. That's right. And every human being mm-hmm. has the opportunity to be marshaled or deputized or badged in both arenas. You don't mm. have to settle for one. That's right. Mm-hmm. You don't, especially if you have the opportunity to be a higher end or more, um, uh, we'll just say a higher end military or, uh, you know, a police officer, yes, a trooper, um, something that's badged. You, you don't just get badged. That's right. right. You're already proven. You're already taught. You already got to go through the rigor. So you know how to master natural authority. I would think that guy or gal that understands that authority would certainly understand and want the authority in the realm of the, the supernatural. Level. Yeah, because you're dealing, to have both. You deal with flesh every day. Every officer on the street, every officer in an office, even officer leaders, even uh, captains and lieutenants and. Uh, they they're still dealing with flesh because they're dealing with officers who are dealing with flesh. Sure. Yeah. So every day you go out in your life and your career and your call is dealing with flesh. The next level up is dealing with the spirit sure. that, that lives in the flesh. Sure. Cause you're sure. going to deal with that realm, whether yeah. you know how to do it or what to do with it or not, you're faced with it every day when you're on the street. Well, and we talk about that, right? In, in law enforcement now, Pastor, we're finding that law enforcement typically now does a very good job of dealing with the physical needs of officers. And right. in many cities, we're now right. doing a really remarkable job of dealing with the mental, <clears throat> emotional I needs of officers. Yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But there's a third piece that's still missing. That people want to avoid. That want to avoid. Yeah. But it is literally the heart of the matter. Yes. And every officer connects with this because, again, when you say, well, spiritual realm, I don't know. Well, we talk about the spirit of the American law enforcement officer all the time. That's right. right? The warrior yeah. spirit. The warrior spirit yeah. and, and, the, and the heart that is within. And, and most officers can relate. Also, there's something missing there. But and there's you know, a void that can be filled. I get it because uh, as much as I don't like to say what I'm about to say, but most churches don't even get this. Mm. I know mm. that sounds weird coming from a preacher, a pastor, but there's a lot of pastors that can't get out into this arena. And the reason is they've only been trained to have church. That's right. So all they have to offer is their religion. Mm. But honest to God, except for true religion, which is Christianity. Yep, yep. But religion to me is a bunch of do's and don'ts and no power to do the do's and no power to stop doing the don'ts. So if I'm a cop in the street and I'm facing junk every day and I'm trying to keep my family together and keep calm in my, in my marriage and try to overcome the flesh from the tension, the things that are offered to cops that aren't necessarily offered every day to everybody else that can destroy your life. If I would want to know there's a God, but I would also say churchy religion Yep. He isn't going to get it. That's yep. right. There's it nothing in that for me. I don't want to be one of these religious guys. No. Keep going. That's what See? officers need to hear. And, right. that, and that's, the, that's the terrible downfall. 
And, and I'd like to say you can blame the cops, but we really got to lay that at the feet of the church. That's right. Because we haven't offered. It's sad to say. It is sad to say. That's why I said earlier, I don't want to say it, right. but um, we have something to offer besides a pew and a list of do's and don'ts and how you can be part of our church if you can do the following things. Now, now I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, make a little... Uh, thought here and you correct me if I'm wrong I know you will anyway but I mean please do but uh, you you received Christ and were born again in the jungle of Vietnam yes Mm. Uh, you did not receive Christ because you were a bad marine and did and were afraid that you were going to be a worse marine if you didn't ask Jesus you did not receive Christ Jesus because you were a man with a lack of courage or bravery. No. You did not receive Christ Jesus because you were a weakling, uh, no. uh, yellow back, stripe up your spine, uh, just barely made it through the Marine Corps. As a matter of fact, uh, knowing you and knowing uh, the things that you've shared with me, you were intense. I mean, an intense Marine. Um, you received Christ because you were a great Marine, because you were severe Mm -hmm. in battle and in warfare, Mm -hmm. brave, strong, attack-worthy, but you didn't know how to live the rest of life. Well said. Hmm. Well said. It was my inside that was haunted. Yeah. I I mastered everything I did. I'm a fairly high-decorated guy. Not that we work for that, but I'm just saying uh, on and on and on. I was, we were, I was, but my team, we were very, 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 very good at what we did. <laughs> and our record proves it. Yes, sir. But it but still wasn't enough. In here, empty, troubled, frustrated, hmm. uh, darkness, voices yeah. in demons. my head. Yeah. They were demons. Yeah. I just didn't know that. You're not raised in church. You don't know all this terminology. So, so you didn't know church. You weren't raised. I never went to church. You never well, went to church. I went to church one time between being born and and 18 years old when I got married, but that was for picture-taking purposes only. Only. Hmm. But you, Never been to church. Yeah, never no. been to church. Never it's, been so, taught. Never read anything. the Bible. Nope. Never had scriptures no. quoted to you. Never knew what prayer or anointing or any of that was. And I'll tell you what happened. It's a quick story. I won't tell it all, but it's a yeah. quick story. I was back uh, from Vietnam on a quick trip dealing with something, uh, an assignment. And I was in this apartment, and these two young people came by the apartment. Well, I was a young person, but they're about my age, 18, 19, mm-hmm. something. They rang the doorbell, and they were witnessing, they were out in the community witnessing. And they tried to tell me that, you know, Marine, all you need is Jesus Christ. And they, they talked like they knew me, like we can tell you're good, they, they never met me. Right. <laughs> we can tell, you know, you're physically fit, you're pretty, you must be good at what you do. You got some fairly good rank for a young guy. They're giving, they're, they're doing, but they're saying inside you're a dead man. You don't like yourself. You're empty. Oh man! And they were right. <laughs> yeah, they were right. So long story short, I'll leave some of that out on this particular podcast. But when I got back to Vietnam on mission, I kept saying to myself, I don't know. These people say there's a God in heaven. 
I don't know no God in heaven. But they said, if I cry out to God, he could fix this thing inside of me. Man. That's right. Because I couldn't find a fix for that no matter what. Right. Hmm. So I, I looked up and I, I literally said this. I don't know if you're up there or not. I feel kind of stupid talking to the sky. <laughs> you know, my corporal's behind me. We'd lean back to back on missions during the night, you know, yeah. get a little rest. And he says, what are you saying? I said, don't worry about it. I said, if you're up there and you can fix a guy like me on the inside, because honestly, on the outside, I didn't need any fixing. Get it all together. That's what I did. did. I Which really there's did. There's a lot of officers that would say that. Yeah, I'm right? sure. Yeah. I mean, they're severe. They're SWAT. They're they're. Yeah. I mean, they're they are proven. Some of yes. them are combat. Yes, uh, Vietnam. Absolute. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of the In combat. The of, and Marine. And, and yeah. on the outside, you would never know. Yeah. That and and they're you know they're yeah. trained to cover stuff yeah. right, um, but on the inside, and we're almost out of time. But on the inside, they're just like you were that night uh, in Vietnam when yeah. you were talking to the sky. And and so finish the because I want them to know they can do that too. I I just prayed that prayer. I guess it was a prayer. No one ever taught me to pray. Hmm. Those, those, those kids. You just talked. I just talked to God. It's like, okay, yeah. well, if you're up there and you'll help and a guy like me, I need help. I don't like myself. I don't like what's happening to me. I got my act together. It's the weirdest combination. Man, I'm being promoted. I got, I'm, I mean, we're running yeah. our missions. I am physically fit like Many never officers before. officers can relate to this. Right? But inside, it was yes, like, sir. I don't like myself. What is going on with me? I don't, I, I just, and that's, and the, when I prayed that prayer, I really felt the Lord come inside of me. That's mm. awesome. I did. I don't care if people laugh about that, yeah, if they don't awesome. get that. I, because whoever's hearing my voice, you weren't there, but I was. <laughs> That's right. I was That's there. right. And, and your life's proven it. I have never turned Since back. Then. Yeah. I've never turned back. 1972. In the middle of Vietnam, in the middle of a war, middle of combat. Yeah. 1972. Highly decorated dude here. Black combat, ops I mean, Marine. combat. Yeah, buddy. Uh, hitting on all cylinders, or so it appears, on mm -hmm. the external, mm -hmm. falling way short inside and knowing mm -hmm. it every minute. And knowing it. And, and you, can't fix it. There's no medicine. Booze don't do it. Drugs don't do it. Sex doesn't do it. Psychological help doesn't do it. Counseling doesn't Nothing's do it. Nothing's filling that void. No, there's nothing to fill nothing. that void, I discovered. But God. But God. But God. And his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. Would you would you do this for us? Now there's some there's some officers or some family members of officers listening to us. They're watching this. Okay. And uh, and and they're hearing what you're saying. They know you're for real. They can research. They can mm -hmm. look you up. And they're listening. And they're listening. Would you pray with us for them? Sure. And and just sure. And in yeah. the simplest way, just like you talk to God, just just talk. Uh, talk them through talking to God in your prayer of what okay. to say. To, tur to, to turn your course forever is Jesus Christ made this so easy. Hmm. It takes 15 seconds or less. Now, it's a lifetime walk, and you'll never turn back. 
But in less than 15 seconds, you can give your whole heart to That's God. That's right. It's painless. Mm. There's no pain. In fact, it takes pain away. It's free. Free of charge. It wasn't to Jesus. No, That's he paid right. a high price. But they'll never. you'll never get a bill from a true preacher. Yes, sir. From a true Christian. So I tell everybody, listen, 15 seconds? And it takes pain <laughs> away? It's painless? Yeah. And it costs you no money? I should come punch you in the forehead if you don't pray this <laughs> prayer right now. Yeah, everybody's bright enough to do oh, this. Right. So we're going to pray right now. So if it's safe, wherever you're at, you close your eyes and just, I call it, bow your heart. Hmm. And, and it, like it, it don't matter who you are. It don't That's matter right. if you're rich or poor, smart or not. The Lord takes everybody. Yeah. So Heavenly Father, Thank you, now you Jesus. pray this after me. Just say this, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. No, no you got to say it too. Say yeah. it, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you to come live in me. I give you my life. Give you my life. Change my course. Change my course. Take evil away from me. Take evil away from and let peace, and let peace live on the inside of me. I like to say this. Maybe you want to say this. Lord Jesus, I repent for being my own God. Lord Jesus, I repent for being my for calling my own shots. Calling my own shots. And making my own mess. I'm looking for a better life. Especially on the inside. Especially on the inside. And so help me God. So help me God. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I also pray right now for safety. Thank you, Lord. And protection. Don't let any evil demon or demonized person or diabolical scheme yes. among multiple evil people mm. gang up, sneak up, set up an ambush. In fact, together, the three of us in this room, we bind those demons that yes. are causing ambushes and uh, good, good officers being, being sniped and ran over. And we bind this demon in the name, in of, the Jesus, name of Jesus, that want to remove these badges and defund safety. Yes. And we thank you. And Lord, every time an officer at any level badges up and leaves at home, thank you, Lord. That lady has a husband, maybe kids. That man has a wife, yes, maybe Jesus. kids. They, I pray a minute for the families. Yes, Lord. Just like when I pray for military, the families pay such a dear price. Bless every one of them with Psalm 91 protection. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Chris, you remember the little cards I made? Psalm 91 yeah, cards? Yeah, we put them in every trauma kit. Every here. trauma kit. Awesome. Every trauma kit gets awesome. awesome. And I think every officer and every officer, officer family... If they had that card and could just read it and talk to God about it just a couple of minutes every day, yes, sir. it'll bring some hope and, and, and more peace yes. to them. And if you would like one of those cards, you can write to us, and we will. Uh, you'll see the address at the bottom of the podcast, yeah. and, uh, and we'll get one to you. And actually, uh, uh, for the first 10 people that say something to us about this podcast— uh, I'm going to give them one of your books. I'm awesome. going to buy 10 of these books. I'm going to give you wow. give them one. Awesome. Uh, if they want to get their own, they can get on your website, 
yeah. uh, which is Mark T. Barkley Ministries. Yeah, yeah. I just MarkTBarkley.com. Dot com. Okay, MarkTBarkley.com. We'll put it in the description as well. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. put that okay. in the description. And uh, How to Avoid Shipwreck. And I'm telling you, there's other things that you've written that are also very excellent for life. Pastor, thank you so much for uh, coming and being with And just speaking uh, truth and, and life into uh, all these law enforcement families. Yeah. We need yeah. it. Desperately. Life is real, ain't it, guys? Yes, it very it is, much sir. is. And now it's in our face. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank we you. salute you. We thank, thank you. you. Semper Fi. Hoorah. If you don't mind me saying that, I'm not a Marine. I've never been one, but I do know that's appropriate. That is not my fault that you missed it. <laughs> that's right. But Either I, one of you. That's right. <laughs> and but, I always like to say on behalf yeah. of law enforcement, welcome home. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, well, we yeah. received that. Yeah, thank sorry. you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll be back. Amen. Mm. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life. And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you and we'll see you soon.